Hello and welcome. This is episode 17 of Journey to Organization, Make Your Balagon Be Gone with Rebecca Saltzman. Um, I'm Rebecca Saltzman um, and um, happy Wednesday. I hope everybody had a good hug. Uh, I want to just, uh, I hope everybody got a chance to listen to the amazing um, speech I gave or lecture I gave uh, in the group with Chai Hinda and Rina and Fagi. Um, it was, they were all really great lectures. I loved Fagi's lecture, especially Chai Hinda's was great, Rina's was great. Um, I hope you get a chance to listen to them. Uh, yeah, if you, if you need the um, info again, let me know. Um, tov. I got a bunch of calls this week, and so I want to just, um, I want to go through them. Um, in the time management category, which we'll go back to time management in a few minutes, um, a lady called and said she wants to add exercise to her schedule and organizing. Um, she likes the idea of using lists to see her accomplishments and feel good, feels good about herself when she um, accomplishes things. Um, she's... Um, wants to also clear her cuddle, clutter pus, puddles, as she calls them. Um, I want to just address that quickly, but we'll go back and talk more about time management in relation to organization. Um, in that situation where, where you want to add things to your schedule, you have to know how long each task is going to take you. So for example, if you want to add exercise into your daily schedule, great, call a kavod. You need to figure out exactly how long each task takes you. So if you're going to go to the gym, or if you're going to walk, or if you're going to shower after, or all these different things, you have to figure out and allot them as time as exercise. So for example, when I go to the gym, it takes me 10 minutes to walk to the gym, and it takes me 10 minutes to walk home from the gym, and then it takes me 15 minutes to shower, dry my hair, excuse me, and get dressed again. So I know that my total time is one hour plus 10 minutes plus 10 minutes plus 15, excuse me, plus 15 minutes. So that's uh, 10, 10, 20, 35 minutes. So it's an hour and 35 minutes to, to do my whole workout process. So when I, schedule in a workout, I know that I need to give myself an extra, let's say, oh, and I forgot getting changed into my workout clothes before I go to the gym. So, so, so um, it's 15 uh, minutes on the front end and I need uh, 25 minutes on the end of my workout. So I schedule that and I put in a time, like, okay, now I'm gonna walk to the gym. I set a reminder in my phone, leave for the gym now. Um, you could set a, if you don't use a smartphone, you can set a timer, like, okay, in 15 minutes, I'm gonna leave for the gym. And set a timer, a kitchen timer, your stove timer, whatever, or buy a small timer where you can like, you know, carry it around your house. Um, and let remind yourself of, of this is how long it takes. But I think a lot of times where, where time, minute, time management tasks fail is we're not really looking at the whole of the task. And so we're not really allotting ourselves enough time to actually complete the whole task, which is where we have major organization fails because we can't 
we can't understand where we're losing our time. But the thing is, is we're not really honestly saying how long a certain thing takes to do. And I'm not saying that people aren't being honest. I'm just saying we don't necessarily um, consider that how long it takes us to get to the gym or how long, is it, how long it takes us to shower after we work out um, is part of the routine. So we can say, sure, I want to work in an hour or I have a free hour. How long does that mean I can work out for? Well, that probably means you can work out for 30 minutes. So um, it also depends on what you're doing. If you're just going to go for a walk, then you need less time. <laughs> you don't have to walk to the gym. You just go for a walk. So really, you could do a good power walk in 30 minutes and still have 30 minutes left over to shower, dry your hair, and get set for the next test. So it just depends on what you want to do. But really, you have to break down each aspect of the task you want to complete. So if you want to organize, um, figure out which area that wants to be organized, which one, which one was bothering you most, give yourself a certain amount of time based on how long you think it will take and then add 30 minutes because, you know, ladies, <laughs> organizing always takes more time than we think because we find one thing and we go and put it back in the way that, you know, we, we thought it was and then we take two more minutes to just organize that one a little bit and then we go finally go back to the first place and so yeah, 30 minutes and then add another 30 minutes. So, um, you know, it's really imperative to organization in general and to maintaining your time and your schedule, which falls under the category of organization to me. Um, I know some people don't think time management is organization, but I am very, very big believer that it falls all under the same category. Um, we, we fail when we don't understand how long the task really takes. So this is why I asked you to really just plot your day for one day, two days. Now Yantif is over, so, so now no excuses, ladies. I, I really want to hear feedback because I only got one, one feedback on this. I really want to know how long it takes you to complete a task. Uh, just one day. I want you to really tell me, leave me a voicemail saying, yes, I plotted my day. I'm shocked or I'm not shocked at how long things actually took me. Um, it's really, really imperative to see where um, you're losing the time. So, for example, I know a lot of ladies probably have done Weight Watchers um, or something similar to that where, you know, you have to write down what foods you're eating. Just keeping a diary of your timeline for two days just holds us accountable and we can see where our time is getting sucked away from us. And... You know, I, I just, I really think it's important, and so I really, really want to hear some feedback. If you guys think it's too difficult to do, tell me that too. Um, but I think um, for the ladies, especially who are not necessarily having problem with physical clutter, but who have problems with the time, this is a really, really, really great way to start. Um, tell me where you're losing the time. What's getting, you know, are you stopping to read something? Are your kids disturbing you? Like maybe you need to slot certain things into different times of the day. So, so I really, I really want to talk about that more. Um, one lady called me, she lives in Brooklyn and she's, and Brooklyn is starting to compost there. Um, so hooray, if you're composting in Brooklyn, call it Kavod. Um, when we left Riverdale, the Bronx, um, 
they just started composting a couple months after, but I actually compost here in Israel too. Um, that has been the major, major, most major reducer of my trash. I remember Friday afternoon getting ready for Shabbos, um, 90% of the garbage that I was throwing away Arab Shabbos was um, organic waste, which means vegetable scraps or peels or um, you know ends of the vegetable or something like that. 90% of it was organic waste. And, and that stuff, when it gets wet and it sits there, that's what makes your garbage stink. So if you can compost, yay, hooray. I'm so excited in Brooklyn you're composting. Um, a lot of ladies called me to say they're really trying to make an effort to consider their waste. This is all I'm asking for you, <laughs> of you. Um, consider your waste. Be thoughtful about your purchases. Now, the reason why it's important to consider that is because when you consider, it's not only an environmental aspect, it's an organizational aspect. If you consider what you're buying, then you, are thinking about if I actually need this, am I forcing this to go into production again? Can I buy, borrow this from my friend for just a short period of time? Like if we were making a simcha, we wouldn't go out and buy all new platters. We would ask a few of our friends, hey, can I borrow that platter I really like or a few platters or can you help me with this or this or this? We ask for help in those areas. Our things should be the same as, as if we're asking for help. When we don't have something that we need, um, we should be able to ask for help. Um, let's see. Um, Razie agrees with me. She says when you have too much, you can't um, keep organized. Uh, she hopes to get to zero waste one day. I hope you do too. I want to just say somebody called me and said she was surprised to hear that I have a car <laughs> and how that's not zero waste. So it's true, zero wasters, some, many zero wasters don't have cars. Um, I don't buy new cars, I buy used cars, so that's a good start. Buying secondhand is really um, better than buying Yad Rishona firsthand. Um, I also bought a hybrid car um, so that uses less fuel because it also runs on a battery. It's not a rechargeable, um, but it's a really great car. I expect to have it for several more years. Um, Bezrat Hashem. Um, it's a little bit smaller. It's a lot, I'll be honest. It's a lot smaller than what I had in America. Um, it's a Honda Jazz, uh, which in Israel, it's, that's only an Israeli, well, I'm sure it's a European model. Um, in America, it's similar to the Honda Fit. Um, it's small. It's really small. I used to have a Toyota Sienna. Um, but, Tov, I could never, ever park a Toyota Sienna on my street <laughs> in Israel because the streets are so narrow. But, but also, um, I picked a smaller car on purpose. Whenever I can walk, I walk. I have a hybrid car, so when I am driving, I'm driving more fuel efficiently. It's secondhand, so I'm not investing resources in a new car. Um, and I use the car only when I have to. So if I can avoid it, I do. Um, you know, if I can walk somewhere, I'll walk there. We lived here in Israel for two years without a car. And honestly, it really made my life um, challenging. Um, this is what I wanna say to you. And this goes back to the Chad Pami, which I'm still getting calls about. 
Um, zero waste is not here to make your life more difficult. <laughs> it's a journey. It's, it's totally the same way we're on a journey to organization. We're on a journey to reduce our waste. It's about making the best decisions possible for you and your family. If Chad Pami is not where you're at right now, then don't do it. It's where I'm at. I just, I keep trying to say it, so maybe I'm not saying it clearly. It's where I'm at. I don't use it. If I do use it, which I didn't say, and I'm, I'm very sorry that I didn't say this. When I do use Chad Pami, I use compostable Chad Pami, and I put it in my composter. So even though I'm wasting, uh, in my opinion, I'm wasting, I'm minimizing my waste, it's not going to a landfill. The, the point of these discussions is not to say to you, you're doing this all wrong. The point of these discussions is saying to you, let's consider how we can do better at our waste. Um, I honestly believe that the reason why we have trouble with organization is because we don't consider what we're purchasing and how we waste because we're always worried about tidying and we have so much to tidy. I can't tell you how many calls I got in the last week saying I'm, I'm getting more and more organized. It's so much easier to clean my house. It is, it is. The less you have, the faster cleaning is. I'm not saying you should live in a hut in the woods with nothing. I'm saying have only what you need. Uh, many of you know, or I've said this before, that I'm on a journey to uh, reduce 2017 items in 2017. Um, this past week, I was able to get rid of more than 200 items in my house. 200 items. Now, I'll be honest. 143 of those items were corks that we had been saving because somebody had asked us to. Ladies, they went straight into the composter. I was done with them. But besides for that, I went through my drawers um, again, and I have not so much to begin with, but um, I went through my drawers and I got rid of another 50 things, okay? They're small things. I had nail polish, I had, um, you know, these nail polish remover pads, I had glasses, I had just a bunch of small things I don't need anymore. And I was just shocked. I was holding on to them because I'm like, maybe I might need them, but I won't need them. And I haven't used them and I'm not gonna use them and they're going bad sitting in my closet. So, and now I just feel like it, everything is so easy. I just get dressed and I go. And like yesterday I was organizing a client of mine and she was like, but I might need it. I'm like, but you haven't used it, so why would you need it? And, and it's just, even if we do need it at some point, the point is to have faith that Hashem brings us what we need when we need it. And so to the lady who said to me, is zero waste sort of like your religion? The answer is no. Zero waste is not my religion. I'm a religious Jew. like. But my basis for finding zero waste or using zero waste or being zero waste or low waste is based in halakha, is based in the Torah. It's based in a need to protect the world that Hashem gave us. Historically, in um, Judaism, our, our founding fathers, Avraham, Yitzchak, Yaakov, they're all agriculturalists. 
they're shepherds or they were farmers or uh, we know Cain and Hevel were both shepherds and farmers. Like maybe they're not the best example <laughs> of Jews or they're not Jews, but like maybe they're not a, a best example. But our, our forefathers were not merchants or traders necessarily, not till much later on. And so we're based on an agricultural society so many of the halachot in Judaism are based on agriculture. Shemitah, tearing down trees, um, you know, tithing your fruits and vegetables. Like these are all, um, even korbanot are like based on the fact that we raised animals. Like these are not, I mean, we have halachot about business, but the fact of the matter is, is that historically we have been a people who are tied to the earth and... I think sometimes we forget that because we live in a modern society where we're not tied to the earth at all. And so everything that I believe, it comes from a... It comes from Torah. I mean, um, I think that it's important to assess where it's coming from, and I appreciate when you challenge me on it. Um, I want to reiterate that, like, I'm giving you Torah sources when I speak about it. I'm not necessarily quoting any source that's outside of that. Like, if you listen to my talk on Shavuot, I mean, I didn't come from from sources on really anywhere outside of Torah. So I just I want to say, like, it's a journey. It's a it's a process. The point of it is not to say you know, don't use things that make your life easier. Your life is not supposed to be hard. All I'm saying is, is that consider your waste and I promise you your life will be easier. Um, one thing that one lady said to me was that she's, she's organizing a lot of her stuff and she made a party and it was so easy for her to make the party because she had less stuff and she had less to tidy, but she also had less clutter like around her kitchen so she knew sort of where everything was. But also through her example, her daughter had been more organized. And when she said that she needed to organize her things, the, da the daughter just knew exactly where everything went and organized it. And she was so pleased. And the thing is, is that this is also an important thing to remember about organization, about waste. We're not in this alone. We have families. We're responsible for educating our families. We educate our families. Of course, we send our kids to school, but like, ultimately, what comes from the house um, is, is the most important. That's where our kids learn the most, by the examples that we teach them. So, so when we teach them how to be organized, and like I've said before, organization is a learned skill, and we can teach it to our children. When we lead by example with organization, and we teach our kids that we don't need to buy everything, um, that is so helpful. My client yesterday said to me, her husband travels a lot for work and he feels bad that he travels and that he's not always with the kids. And a lot of times he compensates by purchasing toys for the kids while he's traveling. Honestly, I've never seen so many Legos in my whole life. They had so many Legos. Now Legos are an excellent toy and I love them. But how many Legos do two children need? Like there were enough Legos for 15 children to play happily for hours. And so this is what I'm talking about waste. 
How many things do our kids need? Why are we spending money on things when we could be saving our money and spending our money on experiences? Isn't it so much better to take our kids someplace out where they can learn about things rather than just buying, 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 buying? When we buy, we teach our kids that we can fix the problem with purchases. We're showing our kids that we can buy more and be happy. But really, I mean, my kids are happiest when they're spending time with me. By having less, I clean less. I can spend more time with my kids. We go to the beach. We just go out for a simple ice cream, even. It doesn't matter. Um, when we go out to the juice bar, we bring our own cups. Now, that sounds like it's crazy, but actually, it's not because I'm having a better quality cup and I'm not wasting it and I'm teaching my kids that even though we're going out for a treat, we can still be responsible for the environment and we don't need to use a plastic cup. And if we forget our plastic cup, we make sure that we bring home what we use so that we can put it in the recycling. By teaching our kids that things aren't necessarily disposable and can just be thrown away, we're teaching them to value what what they have. Um, we're teaching them that it's important to value what you have. We're teaching them it's important that Hashem gives us something and that we should appreciate that Hashem gave it to us. It's a, it's a bracha, whatever we have, whether it's the plant sitting on my table, whether it's the chair, whether it's the toy, whether it's, I'm looking right just around my room, my husband took out the transformer last night to blow up the air mattress. Like, <laughs> whether it's the transformer, I'm grateful that I have those things because Hashem gave them to me. And I think the important thing and where people sort of mistake it as a religion is that it comes from this like, almost OCD, some zero waste comes from this like OCD, like to be perfect and not waste anything. Zero waste, first of all, isn't a perfect system right now anyways because of manufacturing. But the truth of the matter is, is that um, it's important to realize that even if we can't be zero waste, we can be low waste. And what, when we realize that everything comes from Hashem, it's so much easier for us to focus on the things that we need. When it's time to get rid of a, something, when we're not using it anymore, we say, thank you, Hashem, so much for the bracha that you gave us. I'm passing on my bracha to someone else. When you declutter and you pass on the things that you don't need anymore, honestly, ladies, you are opening up yourself to so much more bracha. I can't even tell you. First of all, I can't even tell you, almost every time I go to a client, I find several hundred dollars, 90% of the time, okay? Or shekels. Like, we find real money, like stuck in books or in between books or, I, I don't know, like we're, the act of saying, thank you, Hashem, I'm, I'm finished with what you gave me. I, I now need something else, so I'm gonna give what I don't need anymore to someone who does need it gives us the ability to accept new things from Hashem. And that's such an amazing concept when you really think about it. So to, to circle back, is zero waste my religion? No. <laughs> I am devoted to Hashem. I just believe that 
my path to Hashem is, is looking through how I can protect the earth. I believe that that's part of my tafkid, is how I can protect the earth, how I can teach others to protect the earth, and how I can grow through protecting the earth with Hashem. That might not be your tafkid, and that's okay. But the fact of the matter is, is that life is a journey. We're growing, we're changing, we're, we're getting better at things. And, and this is our chance, in my opinion, to connect to Hashem through our things. We don't think about our things. And in fact, um, in halacha, we know when we die, we can't take it with us. When you're buried, you're buried. It's you alone, levad. There's nobody else there, <laughs> except in Israel now, where they're starting to stack you up. But that's a whole other story. Um, you can't take anything with you when you die. If we if we think about that, then I think that I mean it's kind of sad and depressing. Um, but think about for those of you who have had to clean out your parents' homes. How hard is it to, to say, look at all the money we wasted buying all this stuff. We could have bought a house. We could have bought a car. We could have gone on vacation if we didn't have all this stuff. So when we're, when we're more careful about it and we realize we can't take it with us, it's easier to part with it. Don't worry about how much it costs you. Worry about the increase of bracha you'll get when you're free from your things. This is why we hear of Sadiqim who live with so little, even though they have the money to live with things, they live with very little because they know they can't take it with them. They don't need it to be happy. We don't need things to be happy. We need people to be happy. We need to feel happy ourselves. When we're, our homes are clean and organized, we're happy. So think about that as you go through the week, about how being organized makes us happier, how being organized reduces our stress, how being organized reduces our, our time cleaning, and then think about what's involved in the organization. Is it having more or is it having less? Is it going out to buy new containers or is it, is it not buying new containers? And using what we have and reusing and repurposing. Um, there was a lady who called me um, that she's a teacher and she needs help organizing her teaching supplies because she's not teaching right now, but she doesn't want to get rid of those supplies. To that lady who didn't leave her name, please call me back and tell me exactly what kind of supplies you have. Are they books? Are they papers? Are they uh, large bulletin board covers? Like, I don't know what they are, so I can't really give you advice. So when you call me and you ask me a specific question, if you're not able to send me a picture, if you're not able to... Um, to give me like an exact um, description, I can't help you. So please be very, very specific with um, exactly all the things that you are um, needing to organize. Okay, ladies, uh, please check out my website, balagambigon.com. Um, I'm putting all the resources uh, on balagambigon forward slash AK that we talk about. Um, you can buy them for your house if you want to. 
Uh, also, feel free to leave me a voicemail or send me an email, Rebecca, R-E-B-E-K-A-H, at balaganbegone.com, uh, so that I can see your problems if you have access to email, uh, or leave me a voicemail, and, but be really, 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 really specific, because I, I feel bad, I can't answer this question, I just, I don't have all the information. So, tell me what you have. Tell me, uh, you know, the sizes of things. What size are the bookshelves that you have? What are the packages? Like, what are the bin sizes that you have? I, I need to know all that because I can't answer your question. So when you leave me a specific question um, about your home specifically, I'm happy to answer it, but I really need you to be, like, specific. Also, ladies, try, please, not to leave me eight-minute voicemails. <laughs> um, it's, it's also, I know that there was about two ladies who called me this week and I couldn't hear the messages. Please make sure you speak into the telephone um, and speak clearly because I, I can't hear all the messages. So um, I want to wish you all a very good week. I want to wish you all an organized week. I want to wish you Hatzlacha on your journey to organization. I want to remind you to say Hashem keeps me organized. Uh, and I will speak to you all, Bezrat Hashem, next week. Bye for now.